Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. Over 2,000 Palestinian Americans have traveled into or through Israel since the Jewish state eased conditions for them at border crossings as part of efforts to achieve a visa waiver deal with the United States, said an Israeli official on Wednesday, August 2nd. Israel has reciprocally loosened access for Palestinians with American passports through its main airport and at the West Bank's boundary ahead of a September 30th deadline to qualify its citizens for visa-free admission to the United States. The trial period comes amid unusually intense strains between Washington and Jerusalem over wider Palestinian policies and the controversial judicial overhaul. In the first week of the six-week pilot, Israeli officials said that 1,100 Palestinian Americans came through its international crossings, an apparent reference to Ben-Gurion Airport near Tel Aviv and the Jordanian border. A similar amount entered Israel from the West Bank. In total, more than 2,000 Palestinian Americans entered Israel in the first seven days with this trial period, said the unidentified Israeli official, citing the first formal tabulation of entry data. To obtain the visa waiver deal, Israel, which imposes tight controls on movements by Palestinians and which makes it near impossible to travel through Ben-Gurion Airport, must show that it treats Palestinian Americans the same as it treats all U.S. citizens, who have long complained of being subject to excessive scrutiny and, at times, denial of entry. The new arrangements mean additional travel options for tens of thousands of Palestinian Americans who live in the West Bank. Number 2 A jury has reached a decision on the sentencing of the Pittsburgh synagogue shooter, determining that he should receive the death penalty for his crimes. The verdict was read by U.S. District Judge Robert Colville at approximately 11.45 a.m. The jury had been deliberating since 9 a.m. the previous day and reached a unanimous decision at 11.15 on the following day. In the courtroom, tension and emotion were palpable as family members and survivors filled the benches. The judge began reading the verdict just before noon and there was a heavy silence as the 115 mitigating factors were addressed, with jurors showing no outward reactions. Each death is enough on its own. The weight of all that loss is more than enough, said Eric Olshin, the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Pennsylvania. The defendant was proud. He carried out the worst mass shooting against Jews in U.S. history. Weigh it, and when you're done, impose the only punishment that is sufficient under our law, a sentence of death. A few moments of sorrowful reactions were observed, including a juror crying off to the side, an injured survivor silently sobbing, and the solemn gazes of family members who lost loved ones in the tragedy. Bowers, the shooter, faced the jury for the first time during the proceedings. Formal sentencing for Bowers is scheduled for the following morning, during which victims and survivors will have an opportunity to address Judge Colville and the shooter about the profound impact of the crime. Number 3 New legislation to be advanced by the Israeli government coalition in the coming months will lower the age at which Haredi yeshiva students can enter the workforce without fear of conscription from 26 to 21 or 22, the top aide to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said on Wednesday, August 2nd. The change revealed by Cabinet Secretary Yossi Fuchs in an interview to Mishpacha magazine went even further than a recent decision approved by ministers, which said they would pass legislation lowering the exemption age from 26 to 23. At present, tens of thousands of Haredi men either avoid working or work off the books amid fear of being drafted and losing special government stipends paid out to, be, to the exempted yeshiva students 
younger than 26 years old. Fuchs did not say whether the law would also strip yeshiva students older than 21 of the special state stipends that are currently available to them until they turn 26. In 2020, those stipends were paid out to about 150,000 recipients, costing taxpayers about 1.2 billion shekel, around $326 million annually, according to Globe's an, uh, uh, an analysis. The figure is equivalent to 1.7% of the Education Ministry's budget for 2020. The initiative is likely to anger many secular Israelis seeking greater particip participation by army-age Haredi men in national service. Lowering the exemption age is seen by many secular Israelis as rewarding their skirting of military service by enabling them to enter the job market at around the same age as their serving peers. Fuchs also declared that the coalition will seek to pass the draft exemption bill as a basic law, which he claimed would make it, quote, immune to judicial review. While they can generally be passed without any special majority, basic laws enjoy a special standing and are seen to make up the closest thing Israel has to a constitution. They can still be reviewed by the judiciary, but there is indeed no precedent for the striking down of a basic law by the High Court of Justice. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.